It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Ah, uh, yes, it does. It is Wednesday, which means only one thing. It is Hump Day, and KT is live. Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo, 1 to 3 in the Vegas Valley to serve you, and another great crowd on a Wednesday night. A lot of people really enjoy all three Steiner's Pub locations. Great on Wednesday, really breaks up the week and gets people rolling into the weekend, and uh, I just love it here. Their hashtag, I love this place. Roger Sachs does a great job. Just the crew is outstanding. Uh, phenomenal. Sunday with the uh, the big game and all three Steiner's pubs sold out and just phenomenal. And the great people that I've met here over the last 14 years, just phenomenal human beings. I mean, really, just uh, makes you feel really welcome. And I've got a great listenership as well. And just want to remind everybody, especially here in the Vegas Valley, that at the end of the month, 720 on the AM side will no longer be in effect. So you'll hear you know, promos throughout the next couple weeks as we finish off February. But everything transitions to 101.5 FM. Okay, so get that there. And then, you know, especially for a lot of my uh, elder listeners, have somebody just grab your phone and download the free Odyssey app. It is A-U-D-A-C-Y. It is great. And then all you have to do is search SportsX Radio or the Mark Hoke Show or KDWN, and you will find all of our shows right there on your app. It's really easy, and I know a lot of people intimidate it by technology. Look, I'm still clueless on a lot of stuff, but I've got the basics down, and it's kind of neat to be able to watch all these different games from your phone and listen to all these other games on your phone. And then I have SiriusXM, so stay on top of all that stuff. And then, of course, the Odyssey app. How many great shows throughout the country do you hear on the Odyssey app? So glad I was enlightened there, and glad I'm part of the Odyssey family. I know uh, Steve Sanchez very happy as well. Steve's show has switched over now. Now, 3 to 6 p.m. And then Mark Levin, who was on KDWN for a while, he is over on sister station 840 KXNT. Same time, 3 to 6 p.m. So just uh, get all that stuff out there. Uh, make sure that you know at the end of the month when you go to 720 and all of a sudden it's not there, you're like, what, what happened to Kadon? It's still there. 
only it's 101.5 on the FM side. Great show in store for you. Mark Lawrence joins me in just a sec. We'll rock and roll. Arthur DeCesar, yes, I think Jay Cornegay gave most of his staff a little downtime after the uh, big game and the big weekend they had. And I think it worked out pretty well for the house. Uh, but Art will not be with me tonight. In fact, he won't be making it up on Thursday like he's done a couple times. Uh, he will take the week off, and we will get back with him next Wednesday. Chuck Hayes, of course, he'll transition uh, back on the show as we get into college football next August. And they, of course, are doing their show. Uh, he and Coach Harvey Hyde on KXNT, our sister station as well, 6 o'clock on Saturday nights, the Trojan Report all about USC football. So uh, lots of things going on, but Wednesday nights you can always find me, 1750 North Buffalo. Lots of great people stopping in and out, and pretty good crowd still at the bar. Pretty good crowd, and uh, people taking in the video poker, video kino, lots of games going on. Laker game is on right now. Uh, great finish to the Northwestern Indiana game. That just finished up. Uh, Northwestern had a lead for pretty much the whole game there at home in Evanston, and Indiana fought back, tied the game up with just a few seconds to go, but Northwestern answers with 2.7 seconds to go, gets a little leaner in the lane to go back up two, and then Indiana from three-quarter court hits the back iron of the rim and just falls short and uh, loses the game by two. So Northwestern sweeping Indiana this season. Very, very impressive. All right, uh, scores we'll get to. A lot of them, and uh, let me see, turn the volume down a little bit, so i got to just adjust just a little bit, and hopefully that'll work. And uh, I'm not going to blow it out. Uh, Sometimes you don't know with the equipment here, you don't know how loud you're coming across, and sometimes the dials get mixed up, so you want to make sure you're not uh, coming across distorted. So just following over. Okay, so Mark's letting me know, so far so good, coming in okay. All right, uh, Iowa State holding on, 43 seconds away from a victory against TCU in Ames. But they led this game by 18 points. Pretty much wire to wire had a double-digit lead. TCU, Jamie Dixon's Horned Frogs have fought back within seven. The line closed at six. Cyclones minus six, 134 and a half. Five and a half pretty much everywhere, but at the Westgate Superbook, it was closing at six. So I'll keep an eye on that one for you. Uh, Kentucky did get a road win tonight, a much-needed road win for Coach Cal as he tries to get his team ready for the big dance. Hopefully they get there. 71-68, they knocked off Mississippi State. That's a big win for Kentucky. And uh, some other games winding down right now. Real quick before I get Mark Lawrence, I'll let you know Texas A&M, 55-53. At that college station leading Arkansas, still 240 to go. Second half, St. Louis, 78-65. They've just finished off Davidson at home. Nice effort there. In the Mountain West, Boise State up on top of Colorado State in Fort Collins, 48-40. 14-36 to go in the second half. Uh, move on down. Cal Baptist up 14, 50-36 on Seattle, 14-55 to go at CBU. Cal State Bakersfield 38-34 leading Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. My buddy Dave Benin's alma mater by four, 38-34, 15-12 to go there. Irvine back on top of Santa Barbara. That game at the Thunderdome. Gauchos fought back from an early six-point deficit, took a four-point lead themselves, but now the Anteaters back on top, 43-38, 15-31 to go second half from Santa Barbara. Just underway, San Diego State at Fresno State in Oregon, Washington. That'll be the late game with the Ducks on the road in Seattle, favored five and a half, total one forty-one and a half. I think Washington's going to give them a game tonight. We'll see how it all pans out. Did pretty well so far tonight. Uh, lost some games, but uh, one more than I lost, and that's what it's all about. I'll give you some games in hour number two. I've already done some homework for tomorrow, and uh, uh, you know, going over a lot of these games. Mark Lawrence, of course, big in college basketball, NBA, and of course, finishing up the NFL season. And there's no rest for Mark Lawrence. Why? Because. Well, it's uh, all about the playbook. The playbook comes out, 
every year. And of course, you can find him playbooksports.com, but the playbook is just a phenomenal magazine that comes out every year, football season, in plenty of time for football season, has you all the college, all the pro, alphabetical order, uh, just so many different tidbits, has the little schedules there next to each team on how they did against the spread the last 10 years. So it's real neat. Everything's right there. Gets a lot of experts that come in and prognosticators and give their predictions for the following season, college-wise, pro-wise. And it's just uh, one of those magazines that everybody, whether you're a pro or a Joe, you got to have the Mark Lawrence playbook. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know who's going to be on the cover. Joe Burrow was on the cover this season. Didn't work out for Joe Burrow after knocking on the door last year. Gets knocked out in the uh, semifinals there against Kansas City. So, Mark Lawrence, are you going to uh, spill the beans? Or are you going to make us wait? Or have you even decided on who's going to be on the cover? of this year's playbook well we're still in the process of going through that right now kenny uh um, my editor the guy who puts everything together for the magazine has submitted a couple of choices uh i'd say today we were talking about the possibility of drake may the north carolina quarterback who we feel is going to have a monster year this year in fact we think he'll be maybe the number one pick of the draft if you know if caleb williams visit he could well be then on the NFL side of things, uh, you, know, you don't want to kind of go with uh, what everybody is looking at. Patrick Mahomes, we've been there. We've done that with him before. We're looking at possibly Justin Herbert from uh, the Chargers because we feel he's a, a real quarterback of the future. And if this team makes a move this year, it will be because of him. So it's still in the oven right now, Kenny, as we're speaking. Okay, so real quick, one or two uh just go back, a uh, guy that you watched play, Mark, and I did, of course, and this guy had a reputation of being one of those guys that you just didn't want to be at the bottom of a pile with if there was a loose football because this guy had a way of coming up with it. And uh, There were people that say he was uh, biting fingers, doing this and that. But Conrad Dobler, the old St. Louis Cardinal, <laughs> he played for the Saints and the Buffalo Bills, but he passed away the other day at age 72. I got to interview Conrad a couple times over there at the Gridiron Greats at the Silverton was the last time. And just a, a charismatic fella. And, and, uh, but the stories are funny. I mean, they are. They're funny now because it's you know, not happening at the present time. You think back to some of those guys that got their – you know, their fingers chomped on when they were holding on to the pigskin down on the bottom, and all of a sudden, old Conrad Dobler came up with that ball. So uh, a character, but one of those guys had that mustache and, and a really solid offensive lineman for a while. And that Cardinals team where he played uh, 125 games out of 129, he started with the Cardinals uh, from 72 to 77. That was a good team. We remember Terry Metcalf and Otis in the backfield and Jim Hart, good solid quarterback, and and Roy Green, a lot of good offensive players, but that offensive line was pretty darn good. Yes, they were, and he wasn't a bad football player himself, Kenny, as you mentioned, a three-time pro bowler, uh, sort of the Jeffrey Dahmer, I guess, of National Football League players. He got down and dirty with a lot of the players, and that's the reputation that he gained is arguably the NFL's dirtiest player, but uh, he still earned himself quite a few kudos for him, and sorry to see him pass at such a young age at 72. There you go. All right. Uh, Derek Carr released by the Raiders because Derek Carr would not accommodate the Raider brass by accepting a trade. Uh, New Orleans was offering something, but Carr just said, no, I'm vetoing, and he had that power to veto any trades, as the Raiders had a power of getting out of the contract extension after the one year, which they elected to do. Derek Carr, 
Mark Lawrence, where does Derek Carr end up? What's the best fit for Derek Carr? And I know there's still some pins that may need to fall, including Aaron Rodgers, before maybe a team like the Jets looks at somebody like Derek Carr. But I could see New Orleans as a perfect landing point for Derek. Well, he would be a perfect landing point because of his affiliation with Dennis Allen, who drafted him in the National Football League originally. Uh, I think there's questions about the, the, the salary cap of fitting Derek Carr in there and the salary type of salary that he would earn. But I would say right now, Kenny, if I had to speculate, I would make the Tampa Bay Bucks one of the leading contenders, uh, with, especially with Tom Brady retiring right now, this team quarterbackless in a sense that way, if you will, and he would end up probably being a pretty good fit at Tampa Bay. So now Aaron Rodgers, if he's uh, donning the silver and black, maybe he'll be on the cover of the old playbook. We'll see if uh, that comes to fruition. Aaron Rodgers now in his uh, 72 hours of darkness. I guess he entered that today and uh, following up uh, some advice from some other people that have done that and just basically going into darkness for 72 hours. Does he elect when he comes out of this 72 hours to take a walk on the dark side and come over here to Vegas and play for the Raiders? Well, he could do just that. Uh, I, I think uh, the only person that knows that is Aaron Rodgers and his mushrooms at this point, and we don't know where they'll end up being or you know what reason or for whatever. He's kind of gone off on a, a little bit of a, a dark path, if you will, there that way. But there's no question uh, the Raiders would welcome him with open arms, as so too would a lot of other teams that have needs. My gut feeling is I think Aaron Rodgers will play with the Green Bay Packers in his entire career and end it with the Packers most likely this year, his final year at Green Bay. All right, I'm jotting that down there. Mark Lawrence is staying with Pack. That's, of course, where the most money is. What about Philadelphia getting poached now? They lose a tough heartbreaker in the Super Bowl, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But Shane Steichen, outstanding offensive coordinator, the Colts say, you know what, we're going to bring you over to Indianapolis. You're going to be our new head coach. Now we just got to figure out our quarterback situation. And he's a guy that probably can uh, add some good intuitiveness as far as where they're going to go, what direction they're going to go. You still have Taylor in the backfield, outstanding. And they've got playmakers on both sides of the uh, line of scrimmage, uh, in the trenches, so to speak. So there's, it's not like the cupboard's bare there for Steichen. Your take on that hire by Indianapolis, I know Jeff Saturday wanted the job, but it was their apparent that uh, just you know had too much ground to make up and you know learning as he goes, and Ursay elected not to go that way. What about Steichen? What about Indianapolis? And where do they look quarterback-wise? Well, you know, you could say Green Bay is in a little bit of double trouble, uh, losing both of their coordinators. Uh, not only was it a tough loss and a hard loss to have to accept, by them in a football game, I think they fell to a man they could have and probably should have won. But now they come home and they lose both of their offensive and defensive coordinators, and that's going to be really some tough shoes to have to fill for this Philadelphia Eagle football team. And as far as Steichen is concerned, I think they're going to be real, real patient uh, with him in Arizona, uh, just simply for the fact of what they're dealing with there in Arizona. They've got you've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's probably going to be traded or shipped out. You have J.J. Watt just retired, A.J. Green just retired, and uh, Zach Ertz coming off of a bad uh, knee surgery here. It's going to be, I think, a building process for the Arizona Cardinals here once again. So they're going to be very, very patient, I think, with Shane Steichen as their new head coach. Yeah, of course, uh, the Cardinals hiring Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, uh, for away from Philadelphia. Yeah, that, to me, with Kyler Murray, may not even be able to be ready by the start of the season. Puts a lot of pressure uh, on that 
decision-making there as far as with Arizona? In other words, do they stay with all their, you know, money there invested in Kyler Murray, or do you start looking elsewhere because there's no guarantee that he's going to come back from that injury and be near the same player that he was? He was a guy that really you know, came on about a year and a half ago, and I liked the way he was playing. He was really mixing things up, and Mark, he was getting outside the pocket, and I think with somebody, you know, of uh, Kyler Murray's build, where, you know, you're 5'11 at best, uh, getting outside the pocket and taking advantage of, uh, you know, uh, the speed you have and also the rules that they have in place for the quarterback, getting outside the tackle box, allowing you to just throw the ball out of bounds, get it to the line of scrimmage, run and slide. We know he's got a baseball background, was drafted by the Oakland A's, so I thought, you know, everything was falling into place as far as, uh, you know, Kyler Murray's future, but then this catastrophic injury, don't know how well he's going to come back. I would think the uh, the road ahead for the new hire, Jonathan Gannon, former Eagles defensive coordinator, Boy, it's a tall task to win in Arizona right now. You're talking about a J.J. Watt retiring, A.J. Green, all these guys. So a lot of pressure uh, on the Bidwell family, basically, to help you know figure out which way this franchise is going to go money-wise. Yeah, I need to correct myself there, Kenny. I was speaking about, uh, obviously, Gannon there, not Steichen, who's with the Indianapolis Colts. And it is Gannon that they're going to have to be very, very patient with because of the higher the situation, the players not being there. I think they got a long rebuilding process going on in Arizona here, and whether or not it will be with Kyler Murray remains to be seen. Remember, they just uh, acquiesced and uh, gave him a boatload of money. So the question is, uh, is he even sh- uh, shoppable at this stage of the season, uh, of his career, if you will, for all the money that he's going to be hauling down? So I think they're basically uh, going to have to carry the contract and whatever comes with Kyler Murray. And with all these other situations going on there right now, it's not a very promising picture in Arizona these days. All right, SportsX Radio rolling at you Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. Wednesday nights always catch me, Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. The other two, one on the west side now in their 25th year, the eldest of the three is 8410 West Cheyenne, and then right there on the boulevard, it is 8168 Las Vegas Boulevard South right there at Windmill. All establishments, 24 hours, 24-hour kitchen, Great spirits, great food, great service tops it all off. Live from Vegas, KT, 101.5 FM. Remember, transitioning to 101.5 FM, KDWN only will be on the FM side starting up at the end of February. So uh, jot that down. I know you still pick us up 720 on the AM side right now, but you might as well just get into it now and get your uh, station set there, 101.5 on the FM side. Take a break. Come back with Mark Lawrence. Got another interesting move. One of the better offensive minds from college football transitioning to the NFL. We'll get Mark's take as far as will this entice a solid quarterback to want to stick around. We'll talk about that when we come back. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM KDWN and streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Of course, my great producer, Mark Hoke, takes us to break. If you uh, like professional wrestling, you will love the Mark Hoke Show, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sunday mornings right here on KDWN. We're live at Steiner's Pub. Coming right back. Keep it right here. at Steiner's Pub. A little Joe Cocker bringing us back, feeling all right. And KT's feeling all right right here at Steiner's Pub. Update, uh, just a couple things. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights are off tonight, but some games in the NHL are going, and we've got some games on right here. Also have that Laker game 
against New Orleans. That's a good one. It's 58-55, the Lakers third quarter, about two minutes in, keeping an eye there. Again, good college basketball going right now. Irvine and Santa Barbara, 58-52, UCI up on top. Keeping an eye on that one in Oregon, Washington, yet to tip off. San Diego State, 9-6 out of the gate, first eight minutes up there in Fresno. Aztecs up by three. On the ice games rolling right now. How about this one? Tampa Bay and Arizona in the Valley of the Sun. The Lightning and the Coyotes, 0-0. They've just started overtime. Total was 6.5. My goodness. Play the over on that one. Can't even get upset. You get blown out like that, no sense getting upset. Now, Chicago Bill, he's got the grand salami over. Doesn't need a 0-0. First score, final, 5-2. Toronto beats Chicago, so that helps him by a half goal. After two, though, Detroit leads Edmonton 4-2. to two. That total 6.5, well on the way to getting hopefully 8 or 9 goals in that one. Colorado's just scored late second period in Minnesota. They lead the Wild 3-1, to one. that now after two. Buffalo and Anaheim still 5.52 to go in the second period. That game knotted at three. And then Chicago Bill, this is where I think you get that Grand Salami. And he played this in honor of his uh, late wife, Joanne, who loved playing the Grand Salami over. And she'd pick and choose her spots. But I'm telling you, she was on runs where she'd hit five, six, seven, eight in a row on that Grand Salami. Total goals in all the games. The Rangers at Vancouver, 5.14 left in the second period. Rangers 5, Vancouver 3. So that one has the makings to hit double digits and goals. And uh, that should help, uh, you know, get away from that one nothing final that you're going to end up with with Tampa Bay and Arizona. So I'll keep you updated, Chicago. Bill, I know you're out there listening. Made it into Steiner's earlier tonight for a little bit of dinner. And uh, always great to see my good pal. And, of course, uh, so many great folks here at Steiner's uh, coming to Bill's aid. Of course, he and Joanne married for 58 years. And Mark Lawrence, very accommodating on the air as well. And and I know Mark will uh, hang out with Chicago Bill when he makes it out to Vegas next year. We are uh, moving forward. And I had said there was an offensive coordinator, a darn good one in the college football ranks that was leaving college football and going to the NFL. Well, that's Todd Monken, of course. He left Georgia after back-to-back championships there with the Bulldogs and now uh, Ravens' new offensive coordinator. Mark, how big is that for Lamar Jackson as uh, Baltimore looks to you know, try and get him solidified? They may end up tagging him because they seem to be a ways off as far as on the financial side of things, negotiating that contract extension. But I think Lamar Jackson, I mean, if he's healthy, if he's 100%, this guy has the makings to still be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL and as innovative an offensive mind as you'll find in college football and, and uh, taking it to the pro level and Todd Monken, I think that would be a, uh, just a perfect fit there for the Ravens. And uh, maybe they can you know, get back in the swing of things and uh, hopefully get Lamar Jackson 100%. Well, everything I'm hearing, Kenny, is that uh, Lamar Jackson had a lot to do and say in the play in the hiring of Todd Monken to leave Georgia and come to Baltimore. Is that going to make Lamar Jackson a happy camper? Uh, given the fit and given everything he does, his credentials with the Georgia Bulldogs, and you can't argue those credentials. Uh, all the great success that he met with the, with them as an offensive coordinator the past three years, back-to-back national championships, my goodness, and you take a look at the offense. I think they were fifth in yards per game, fourth in yards per play, and first in red zone scoring percentage and uh, plays of 20-plus yards a game. So they've got an excellent hire there in Todd Monken at Baltimore, if they can keep Lamar Jackson as a happy camper, uh, get him signed where everybody loves everybody. They put their arms around one another. Baltimore could be a vastly improved football team next year. 
All right, so college basketball, Mark, I know you're getting into the college hoops now. I like the Thursday schedule because you get a lot of the late games, which is good for me, especially when I'm doing the show. But Purdue comes off a loss, and now they go to Maryland, and the Terps are playing really good ball. And they had a real close game the first time they met in West Lafayette. I think Purdue beat them by three. Purdue's a one-and-a-half-point favorite, up to two at the Circa, but one-and-a-half, they got some money in the last hour at the Westgate Superbook because that was sitting at one but has gone up a little bit. What about Maryland at home against Purdue? I would think that crowd's going to be wild. I mean, Zach Eady and company, they're going to have to take care of business, and it's not Eady so much that I'm worried about. It's some of the young freshmen that start for Matt Painter that may have trouble with that uh, opposing crowd. I think the Terps are going to get them in a close one. Where are you on this one? Well, the line's there for a reason, Kenny. It's a short number. You look at Purdue, former number one team in the country. They can make their case and be number one by the end of the basketball season. They do a lot of really good things. If you take a look at their record so far and uh, their success in uh, quad one games, they've won nine of their 12 quad one games. So they're legitimate, is Purdue, number one team in the country in rebound margin. Uh, but the problem with the Big Ten so far this year has been the lack of poor play of the teams on the road. A lot of home success has been met with the Big Ten so far. And this could be a bad, tricky spot here for Purdue. This is a Maryland basketball team that loves playing at home. And I think a mini upset could be in the making there as well. All right, so we'll see how that one pans out. Now, a team that's right there in your backyard, pretty good. They're on the road tomorrow, talking about the Florida Atlantic Owls. They're playing Middle Tennessee State. And uh, that line has recently gone from four and a half to five over at the Westgate Superbook. I like the Owls in this game. I know they won the first game at home. Middle Tennessee State, a pretty feisty team at home. Not a bad Blue Raider squad. But this Florida Atlantic team, I think they have their, their sights set on not only winning Conference USA, but trying to take it you know, to where they may be able to get to the Sweet 16. They have that type of roster. I know UAB knocked them off, and it's a pretty good UAB uh, squad as well under Andy Kennedy, and they've got a, a tough game tomorrow in a revenge spot for UTEP. But what's your take on Florida Atlantic, Florida Atlantic at Middle Tennessee State? Right now the Owls minus 5 on the road, total 145. A real nice season for the Owls here, Kenny. Uh, you know, really unexpected, really. The season they've had has been terrific. Uh, but I think they're going into a real tough spot here right now. Uh, you take a look, Middle Tennessee's got 18-point revenge from earlier this year. They're coming off a 23-point loss. And you're catching Florida Atlantic again on another win streak of sorts here. This is a, what I call a perfect set, the home team playing with revenge off a loss, visiting team coming off a win. It could be a tough tough road to hoe here for Florida Atlantic. I like this basketball team. I think they're going to make a lot of noise. I think they're going to maybe, maybe even be a Sweet 16-type team when the NCAA tournament gets here. But tough spot tomorrow for Middle Tennessee State. I'm going to back the Blue Raiders in this basketball game. All right, so another real good team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, the Houston Cougars. Kelvin Sampson's boy is going to travel. Short little jaunt to Dallas against SMU. Favored 15-and-a-half on the road, 138. Again, not a, a, a big travel, but it's a Houston team that – can shut the other team down for four or five minutes, keep them off the scoreboard, and extend that lead. We've seen that happen several times this year. It is tough laying that kind of points on the road, though. You going to touch this one at all? Houston minus fifteen and a half at SMU tomorrow night. I can't lay that kind of that kind of wood, Kenny, with a, a basketball team that's more built about defense than they are offense. That's the Houston Cougars, number one team in the country in defensive field goal percentage, and uh, number one team in the Ken Palm rankings overall as well. They'll be, we'll be hearing a lot about them, but uh, to lay this, this this many points here into what might be a uh, 
you might want to call it a city rivalry of sorts because there's not a lot of travel, a lot of geographic proximity between these two teams here. I just can't lay this, this many points with the Houston basketball team that's going to be featured on smothering this team and trying to do it defensively. Yeah, no doubt. And then you've got, uh, you know, there's a few revenge games. Memphis lost a double overtime game against Central Florida, 107-104. They're at home. They're minus 6.5 against UCF in that revenge game. They don't shoot it well from the outside at times, but very athletic team. Memphis has always put in uh, put up some great athletes, and, and they can score it. UCF's a pretty good team as well. Would you lay the 6.5 with Memphis in a revenge spot here, or do you stay away from this one, or do you look at Central Florida plus the points? I'm going to probably look at Central Florida plus the points here, Kenny. I know uh, this is not a bad Memphis basketball team at all uh, in the hunt, obviously, in the conference, you know, for the top of the conference here. But uh, these are the spots where you you find underdogs that come alive in basketball games like this. Uh, You know, to pull the upset mm, close, if not the cigar, I think it's horseshoes here in Central Florida. Doesn't maybe score the ringer, but I think they get the money in the basketball game. All right, and then Iowa, they're laying – this line jumped from five, an initial five that went up on bet online and then jumped right to eight. Iowa in Iowa City, minus eight against Ohio State. And Fran McCaffrey's team is, is decent. They're in the middle of the pack there in the Big Ten, but Ohio State has just fallen off the map. I mean, it is really sad what's happened to this Buckeye program. Now, they did dominate Iowa in the first meeting in Columbus, so you would figure Fran McCaffrey knows all about losing by 15 on the road earlier in the season so he's got this game circled i don't know if i want to lay eight points but i think i was primed to get the w at home what has happened to ohio state basketball this season it's unbelievable kenny uh, they're one in ten straight up into the number of the last 11 basketball games like you said uh i don't know who died what got inside of them that uh, this basketball team is knocking on the cellar in the big 10 conference only one game away from being the bottom run team in the conference right now now they're going to go to Carver Hawkeye Arena and with the Hawkeyes playing with revenge in a series where Iowa's really, really played well. I think this is a get even spot here for Iowa in this basketball game, and I can understand the move. As long as the Buckeyes are playing as poorly as they are and the other team has incentive, uh, then look at Iowa at home this year. I think they've won the money 11 of their 14 games that they've hosted teams this year. I can only look one way here. That would have to be to Iowa in the game. All right, so last two I'm going to throw at you. Both are revenge spots. For the be- for well for the better team, one team is at home. That's Arizona. They lost way back on December the first against Utah. They lost by fourteen or fifteen points in Salt Lake City. Now they get the Utes in Tucson at the McHale Center. Arizona minus ten total one forty seven. Arizona, there's no doubt this team's got potential to do some damage in the tournament, but they also have to be careful because sometimes they're their own worst enemy. What about laying the double digits against Utah? Utah's not the best team on the road. Very tough in Salt Lake City. This could be a good spot for Arizona. I think it's a, an excellent a situational spot for Arizona, to say the least. Uh, it's, it's what I call the perfect set again here, where Arizona, the winning team at home with nasty revenge coming off an upset loss. Utah comes in here off a double-digit win. Uh, the problem with Utah is uh, they're a pretty strong basketball team uh, defensively, field goal percentage-wise. They rank in the top ten in the country. And you're also talking about a team that brought five starters back from last year's basketball team. So I think they're going to be making some noise um, between now here and the end of the basketball season. But I cannot look past the setup for the game for Arizona here. I don't like to lay the doubles, but it's the only way I can look in the basketball contest because of the situational setup. 
And then you won't have to lay doubles, but an eight-point number for Gonzaga on the road, Gersten Pavilion there, Westchester, California, against Loyola Marymount. LMU, the only team in the WCC to knock off both Gonzaga and St. Mary's. They got St. Mary's at home, but they beat Gonzaga up there at the kennel. They were able to hold on, win by a point. Now the Zags come back down to Southern Cal looking for some revenge. Mark Few, minus eight. Do they get it against the Lions of LMU? That little gym will be packed and rocking tomorrow. I've been there many times. Used to live right there. This LMU team, Kenny, is a type of a team that nobody likes to play, uh, especially in this range of a, of a spread. You're talking about a touchdown spread to a team that's capable of winning the basketball game. The other side of the coin is you got Gonzaga looking ahead to St. Mary's this weekend on Saturday. So you got a little bit of a look ahead here with revenge for Gonzaga in the basketball game. They trail Mary's by one game in the conference. So, you know, are they going to get caught looking ahead or if they do, it could be in trouble, being trouble here for, uh, for the Zags in this contest here. I think just to look ahead, the fact who they've got on deck and the fact that Loyola is more than capable of pulling the upset, I got to back Loyola Marymount in the game. All right, Mark Lawrence, let everybody know about the playbook, of course, the coffee club, all those things going on there as far as Mark Lawrence and, of course, college basketball, NBA, the newsletter. You don't uh, have any downtime, Mr. Lawrence. No, we don't have much downtime, Kenny. In fact, we're, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show here, we're working right now on our 2023 playbook football preview guide magazine. We're starting to put that in place here together. So football thoughts are going on along with March Madness as we're going to be gearing up here 29, I think it's 29 days or 26 days from today will be selection Sunday. So a lot going on here right now. Our weekly basketball newsletter is available every Friday, just in time for the weekend games. You can check it out all online at playbooksports.com. All right, before I let you get out of here, if I gave you two teams to win the tournament, give me the two teams that you would take. I know it's tough. I know it's a, a field that's going to be, uh, you know, more parity than we've seen, and we talk about that pretty much every year. But if I give you any two teams against the field, who would you take, Mark? Well, give me two teams. I have to have the Houston Cougars up there, Kenny. Uh, I love defensive field goal percentage. That's where you win basketball games. The guys that play it win, and they advance real deep into the tournament. That's number one, the Houston Cougars in the contest here and it being such a wide open field this year i know the blue bloods are really hurting right now when i say the blue bloods i'm talking the dukes the north carolina kentucky and kansas uh it's such a wide open field there's no elite basketball team here i'd say you have to look out for tennessee here as well they took care of business tonight against alabama they're more than capable and they're also number two in the country defensive field goal percentage so watch those guys houston and tennessee yeah, and I gave out Tennessee last night, figuring the way Rick Barnes' team had struggled in losing these close ones. This was like one of those games with Alabama getting to that number one spot. Tennessee and Rick Barnes, they had to get this one in Knoxville, uh, especially coming off the tough loss inside the state right there in Nashville against Vanderbilt. But they got it done, and they got the cover as well. So uh, good night for KT so far. Mark Lawrence, always appreciate you, my man. Can't wait to see you in person. But until then, same bad time, same bad channel. We'll check in with you next Wednesday. I know my audience loves you. At Mark Lawrence on Twitter, Mark ends with a C, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Playbook Sports, Mark.
Hey, love you, Kenny. Be well, stay safe, and I'll look forward to catching up with you next Wednesday. There you go. Great stuff from Mark Lawrence. And uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. I'll get into uh, some of the scores, and also I've got some plays that I'm going to give out uh, in hour number two. The Crooklyn Ball and Noah Parker will also join me at the top of hour number two, the best in the NBA, uh, still recovering from a uh, wild Valentine's, I'm sure, if I know uh, the Don Juan, uh, Mr. Noah Parker a.k.a. Crooklyn Baller, so he'll be joining us. Take a break. Live at Steiner's Pub, 101.5 FM, KDWN. Again, transitioning solely to 101.5 KDWN on that FM side. 720 on the AM side for now, but soon only on the FM side, 101.5, and always streaming live on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download that sucker now. Live at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. I'm Ken Thompson. You're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back. A little earth, wind, and fire. KT back here on a hump day live at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. And uh, taking in all these games. Got the uh, hockey games, the basketball games. Lakers up by 673-67, to go third quarter. Colorado-Minnesota watching that third period hockey. Uh, great college basketball on. Fresno State's just taking a one-point lead late first half against San Diego State. We'll keep an eye on that one, Mountain West Conference fans and of course UNLV a tough loss last night but I do want to let you know that the UNLV Lady Rebs are back in action tomorrow night they're playing at Thomas and Mac so not at the Cox Pavilion at Thomas and Mac I mean what a great deal I mean your high if you have high school ID or college ID a dollar to get in doesn't get any better than that this is a ladies team 24 and 2 undefeated inside Mountain West play I mean Lindy LaRock just doing a phenomenal job Please get out and support the Lady Rebels. Right now they are ranked number 23 in the country. First time since 1994 to bust into the top 25. That is awesome. I mean, she is just outstanding. It's the way that she uh, learned the game from dad. Of course, a long time coach Al Rock over there at Durango High School. Uh, but she's, you know, gone on to Stanford, played there for Tara Vanderveer, one of the best coaches in ladies game of all times. And now she's making her own name. And she's doing an outstanding job. So please get out there. doesn't get much better than this. Vegas loves winners. We've got a big-time winner right now with the Lady Rebels. 24-2, and unbeaten, and now busting into the top 25 first time since 1994. Tomorrow night, 6.30 start, 6.30 tip against San Jose State. They should take care of business, but it's always nice to have those fans in the stands. Please get out there. Support the Lady Rebels. All right, do not forget, Preventative Diagnostic Center doesn't get any better than that. Right here in the Vegas Valley, demographically, if you fall between 40 and 72 years of age, what are you waiting for? Are you kidding me? 2018 Alumni of the Year, Dr. John Pierce. What a setup he's got here in the Vegas Valley. We've got the only scanner of its kind in the region. Gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease, lung disease, cancer. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Give a call now. Leave a, leave a name and number, and they'll get back to you. Uh, set you up with that free educational consultation. You got the 702 down for Vegas. Everybody knows the 702 for Vegas. 534-7900. Let them know Ken Thompson Sports X Radio sent you. Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. Heart CT scan and calcium score special. 
This is the best right here. Again, talked about it on Valentine's Day. You want to take care of the ticker, right? Get in there and find out if those arteries are clogging up. Heart CT scan calcium score, $600 value, $125. Significant other, absolutely free. The two of you, $1,200 value, total $125. Get in there, check it out, make sure the heart is doing okay. Ladies, I talk about it. Heart disease, the number one killer of ladies in this country. Please get down there, check it out. Guys, don't get blindsided by that widowmaker. Talk about that as well. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. PDCenterLV.com. PDCenterLV.com. You can check out the scanner there, but give a call, 534-7900. Leave your name and number, and they'll get back to you, set you up for that educational consultation. All right, Ken Thompson, Live Steiner's Pub. Real quick before we uh, go to our final break and close out the hour here, let me drop back in as far as on the uh, college basketball hardwood as far as what's going on right now on the scoreboard. Richie Badge and Finley Toyota out of town scoreboard. It's gotten crazy over there in Fort Collins. Colorado State has cut the lead for Boise State to two points. 18 seconds to go in the second uh, half over there, regulation, 77-75, Boise State leading it. Another two-point game, Cal State Fullerton leads the Tritons of UC San Diego, 73-71. Just 27 seconds left in regulation. Could have some extra basketball in either one of those venues. Cal State Bakersfield now up nine at Mott Gym, just a minute 18 to go. Mustang's going to get swept by the Roadrunners. It looks like 63-54, Bakersfield leads it over Cal Poly Slow. Cal Baptist finishes off Seattle U, 84-63 in a big way, minus four, easy cover for the Lancers. UC Riverside leads Long Beach State 76-71 at the Student Rec Center. KT used to call games for both those teams. UCR 76-71 leading the beach right now. Dan Monson trying to get the 49ers going, who got a close win against Riverside earlier this year. 70-59, Anteaters avenging a loss at home at the Brent Center. They're going to get it done. Only 33 seconds left at the Thunderbolt Dome against the Gauchos of Santa Barbara. Irvine 70, Santa Barbara 59. Washington a quick 8-7 lead out of the gate. Six minutes in against Oregon up in Seattle and Fresno State at the half leads San Diego State low scoring defensive oriented game 25-23 and uh, you know Fresno State will take that no problem as long as they can get that W and Fresno State's one of those dangerous teams uh, when you get to the Mountain West Conference tournament uh, both them San Jose State these are teams that are not going to finish in the top five but they are dangerous enough to knock off anybody in the conference and uh, you know we'll wait and see how things pan out I think it's going to be one heck of a conference tournament right here and we've got so many of them and of course uh, the WCC the WAC the Pac-12 all going on in Las Vegas. As far as on that uh, NBA scoreboard, let me update that. The Lakers now 79-69 as they've gone on a nice run here at the end of the third quarter. So still 2.30 to go, but the Lakers up 10, 79-69, the only game still going. Nuggets beat the Mavs 118-109, 133-96. The Thunder just crushed the Rockets. Uh, Grizzlies 117-111. They get the win, but not the cover against the Jazz. Jazz get the money. Knicks wire-to-wire in Atlanta 122-101. Crooklyn Baller coming on. You know he's going to love talking about that Knicks victory tonight. Celtics, after the tough loss last night where they didn't play uh, Tatum and Brown, they get the win tonight at home in Beantown against the Pistons, 127-109, to so they cover the 12 at home, and the game gets over the total. Nets in Brooklyn, 116-105. They beat the Heat as one-and-a-half-point home favorites. Game getting over the total as well. 
Hornets at home, 120 to 110, beat the Spurs, cover the five and a half. Game stays under the total. Pacers, 117, 113, laying three and a half. You get the win by the hook as they cover it, win it by four, 117, 113. The game gets over the total. And the Sixers make Mark Coca happy camper. They held on. They were blowing out the Cavs, but held on and got the win and the cover, only laying two in Philly. They win it by six, 118 to 112. So uh, that a look as far as what's going on on the hardwood. We'll keep an eye on that Laker Pelican game as it winds down near the end of the third quarter. As far as on the ice, updating the four games that are going, 4-4 four to four now, Detroit and Edmonton still 5.55 to go third period. Colorado 3-1, they lead at Minnesota 12.45 to go third period. Buffalo's grabbed a 4-3 lead after two in Orange County against Anaheim and the Rangers Vancouver. It is the Blue Shirts up on top of the Canucks, 5-3 to three after two. One hour in the books, one hour to go, SportsX Radio live right here, Steiner's Pub, 101.5 FM KDWN, streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, download that sucker now our new number two coming right up we'll be right back live at steiner's pub i'm ken thompson you're listening to sports x radio welcome back from halftime it's just after nine o'clock in the big city time to continue america's favorite las vegas sports show sports x radio with ken thompson (laughs) yeah what up party's going on duh going to a party Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. All right, KT, live Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. When you walk into all three Steiner's Pub locations, you can grab one of their uh, paper calendars that they have. They print them up there so you have uh, an idea of what's going on throughout the month at all three Steiner's Pub locations. So they'll have their homemade soups listed for the days. They have the menu laid out. The chefs lay it all out uh, as far as that goes. Now, remember, they have homemade salad dressings as well. And I love all the different things. I mean, you can be creative with the menu. There's a, a Santa Fe Chicken Club, which is outstanding. But Jed, who's an outstanding waiter here, told me, he said, you know, you should take the ingredients of that, one of the things I do, and make it into a quesadilla. So I tried that. Almost every week I get that. I will take at least one of those to go with the chipotle mayo on the side. So that is just one of the. But, I mean, you're talking a wide array of food. And, again, 24 hours. So if you want to get, you know, breakfast at, you know, 4 in the afternoon, you can do that. And with Vegas, you know, being where a lot of people work different hours. We have 24-hour. We are a true 24-hour town. So, you know, at all the casinos and the, and the different watering holes around 
town and even, you know, the, the different places that are 24-hour establishments, you know, these people that are working those shifts, they're looking for a place to go when they get off work. And that's what's great about the Steiner's Pub locations because when you walk in, they have great music playing, but then they have all the sports on, and so the games will replay. But you're constantly watching, you know, sports on, you know, 16 to 20 different TVs. You have great angle on at least, you know, five, six, seven uh, of those sets wherever you are. They've got the uh, bar set up where it's just awesome all the way down, just kind of curls around, and I'd say about 20 seats uh, long, and then you've got your video poker, video kino right there. There's a marquee board when you walk in, and it'll let you know which machines have hit and how much the jackpots have been for. So you get all that stuff. Now, the service is outstanding. You'll see the cleanliness behind the bar, you, all the bottles. There's no dust on any of the bottles. Uh, what they don't have on tap, and they've got a lot of them on tap, they've got in the bottle. It's just, uh, you know, it's Roger Sachs Pride and Joy, and all three locations are phenomenal. The service is outstanding. And uh, there's a reason that hashtag is I love this place because I do. I'm here 1750 North Buffalo on Wednesday nights. But then you've got 8410 West Cheyenne, the original, now in their 25th year, and 8168 Las Vegas Boulevard South right there at Windmill on the boulevard. So uh, please stop by, visit your Steiner's Pub locations. When you grab that calendar, too, it's got, you know, the little uh, insignias there as far as, you know, who's playing. Is it uh, is there hockey going on? Is there uh college basketball going on you know with UNLV with the Golden Knights and then as the Aviators and uh, the Aces and the Raiders get into play they have all of that there they'll have the uh, whatever day it is like today is Singles Day yesterday was Valentine's Day today's Singles Day tomorrow's Almond Nut Day are you kidding I love Almond Joys Uh, Kindness Day on uh, Friday and then National Drink Wine Day on Saturday. Okay, I'll remember that when I have a glass of wine on Saturday. Now, somebody that may have had a little bit too much to drink last night, but I don't know. But uh, I'm just assuming because the Don Juan of uh, singleness, at least at this time, my good pal Crooklyn Ball and Noah Parker, the best in the NBA as far as information. I mean, the guy's pretty good as far as Champions League soccer. I mean, Premier League tennis, outstanding as far as tennis, men's and women's. He's on it. I mean, he loves all these sports. You would never think. You would think he's an NBA guy, NFL, college football he's gotten into more, college hoops he knows more. There's a couple sports that he's gotten into more because KT likes him a little more than he does. But Noah always keeps me updated on what's going on in the association. All right, first off, how are you feeling, Crooklyn Ball, after, uh, I'm sure, a wild Valentine's night? I had a hair hair of the dog this morning that got me going, you know. (laughs) (laughs) The old hair of the dog. Do you know? You know, KT worked at a bar in Palm Springs. The hair of the dog, man. Wow. And I never, I, yeah, I never even knew what that. Oh, it was the greatest. It was the greatest bar. And it, you talk about an eclectic place right there on Palm Canyon. And uh, I'll never forget. Big Larry owned it, and uh, Larry and Carol, and they were awesome. And so you'd have live bands outside, and they'd have all different types of bands. And then there was like the one pool table inside, and I'd put on nine ball tournaments and eight ball tournaments. But I really loved the nine ball tournaments, man. And I mean, it was great because Larry gave me carte blanche to. Uh, you know, well, the PC was up big time when I was behind the bar, but you know, I was making shots for people and just getting everybody involved. It was just one of those places, but truly lived up to the nickname "Hair of the Dog." And for you folks that don't know what that means, Noah Parker will enlighten you. Basically, whatever you drank the night before, in order to remove that hangover, those hangover symptoms, just have whatever a little bit of whatever that drink was that you had the night before. So, doesn't always work out that way, but uh, you know. It, it is what it is. One of these days, you're going to find that Mrs. Wright, and uh, you're going to settle down like KT found Christina 
and uh, sooner or later, Parker, hopefully sooner than later, uh, but always appreciate you taking time out for SportsX Radio. What about the Knicks? Did you have my? I shouldn't even ask. I know you had money on the Knicks tonight. Uh, wire to wire, they went down to Atlanta and took care of business in a big way. I mean, we, we say it all the time. Even if they're not on the road, they're, when they play this team, it's like their rival right now. I'm not just because they knocked them out of the playoffs, but because of the Trey Young factor, the cockiness. And the Hawks are down this year. This is not the same Hawks team as from the last few years. Uh, we know that we know we've been hearing rumblings about the coaching staff having problems, um, losing the locker room maybe, and Nate McMillan. And <clears throat> it's kind of a down year for them. And I don't know if they're going to keep trying to build. Uh, to get the team to where this, you know, could be better, or if they're going to sell. I mean, Collins, I don't. It feels like he doesn't want to be there. Do you want to build around a guy like Trey Young? Because a lot of people are comparing Trey Young to a uh, step below Steph Curry, or you know, that type of style of play, and it worked for a year or two, and now it's not working. So the Knicks remember that. They remember, you know, how they were getting beat down and losing at home and on the road. So they've Get, get, you know, getting three points on the road was was a bargain. I took them on the money line, uh, and I never had to look really even, you know, even sweat it out. It's only by a half game, but with that win tonight, the Knicks with the Miami Heat loss at Brooklyn, uh, all of a sudden the Knicks nine and a half games back of Boston. Not going to catch Boston or Milwaukee, but still to be in that six spot, that's nice. And they're only two games back of Brooklyn of that five spot. So there's a good chance that the Knicks can even move up a little bit further. What's your take on this team overall? Because it is nice to see them over 500 and playing consistent ball. Uh, now winners of three in a row, but what do you think at the end of the year, you finished maybe what, 10, 12 games over 500. They got a shot at that. They, they definitely do. Um, I, you know, it was actually, a, uh, it was actually a, a shot in the arm to uh, at least Jalen Brunson when he got snubbed for the all-star game. This year, it was, uh, I mean, not not just Twitter blew up, not Knicks, not just Knicks fans, but a lot of people around the league that aren't even Knicks fans that follow the game were confused about why, you know, Brunson's putting up crazy numbers. He's definitely the most valuable player on that team. It's not Julius Randle anymore. How he got snubbed for the All-Star break, or for the All-Star game, and since he's been snubbed, he's been putting up crazy numbers, almost to say, you know, to shove it in the face of the voters or whoever that didn't, that didn't make it. I'm sure he'll get in on the injury because you know the All Star game is you know, it's always somebody that that bows out last minute and injury wise or wants the extra day of rest and he'll probably get it sneak in that way. But to not get in on the initial, um, I know this is his first year as a starter, but he's he's been incredible. I'm not even trying to sound like a homer, but he's without him in that lineup, the Knicks offense looks a little more anemic um, compared to years past when they didn't have a true point guard. I mean, I can't remember the last time I said the Knicks had a true point guard. It might even go back as far as Walt Clyde Frazier. All right, so uh, Tatum back in the starting lineup tonight for Boston. Uh, Brown out again, but uh, you had Horford back in there, and Marcus Smart is back. Uh, this Celtics team got a 127-109 win against the Pistons in Beantown. No surprise there, but the surprise was last night because, you know, they were without a bunch of the starting players and took Milwaukee into overtime on the road. I thought that was pretty impressive. But then I also look at, you know, Milwaukee, they're seeing what the lineup is too. Maybe they take it a little bit light and, uh, you know, they had to turn it on. But Drew Holiday was just lights out when he made that long, you know, three-quarter court three-pointer or whatever. I mean, I just said, wow, it's his night. And boy, was it. He was outstanding last night. Uh, Giannis doing Giannis things. And, you know, if Middleton comes back strong, you know Milwaukee's going to be right there. Is it Milwaukee and Boston and everybody else in the East, Noah, or are there some other players? 
Um, well, before I go to that question, I will tell you that uh, Boston has covered seven of the last eight games now. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to just say it is Boston or Milwaukee because it looks that way. Obviously, just on by looking at the standings, I think Philly still has an outside chance. I don't think you can throw in Brooklyn or Chicago or Cleveland. Definitely not Miami. Um, I would say the only other outside chance team is Philly. I mean, because uh, Cleveland's a flash in the pan to me. And then there's not really much else, but they are very top heavy, like you said. Uh, it's going to be one of those those two, maybe three teams, because um, anybody else would have to be somebody making a, a miraculous run, like the Knicks go crazy, or I mean, you know, they, they are still a top five, six seed, so anything could happen. But uh, it looks like it's probably going to be one of those two teams, and I don't even think Boston's that good. I mean, I know they're they they play well, and they do they do um, especially at home. But I don't think they're good enough. Uh, if if putting me in a head to head, I'm still taking Milwaukee right now. If both rosters are uh, completely healthy, Drew Holiday. I, I mean, he, boy, when I see him play a game like that last night, I mean, if I if I get that type of effort, I, I, I'm not going to put up the forty whatever. But if I can get you know twenty five from him consistently in the playoff games. I agree with you. Now, what about Middleton? He's on the mend. Is he back now, or he'll be back soon? Or what, what's the deal with Chris Middleton? Yeah, he's still on the mend. I, I think he's they're still trying to get his, uh, you know, his legs underneath him and get his full minutes. To, uh, he's almost playing a Kawhi Leonard type role when they went with, with Toronto. Like they they want to baby him back so he's full strength at the end. There, I remember a few years back when when Drew when uh, not Drew Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe was point guard of this Milwaukee team and. We just knew it. As soon as they upgraded to Drew Holiday, it wasn't just an upgrade talent-wise. It was an upgrade mentally and a and at a leadership standpoint. And and how you know how much they really were able to hurdle what their expectations were, and they went above and beyond that. Obviously, with the championship, and just it's so nice to see Giannis has an actual you know running mate like Drew uh, Drew Holiday that can that can run this team and doesn't have to just rely it on him. All right, so you're not a fan of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's done an outstanding job. You got Garland and Okoro, Mobley, Jared Allen. I mean, it's it's a pretty good team. Le- Levert off the bench. Uh, I know Rubio's out, but uh, you don't you don't think Cleveland can make a run at all? Uh, I think Rubio just came back. Uh, once he went out again, he played yesterday or two days ago. Okay. I mean, they do have a little bit of veteran presence in Kevin Love uh, that's been there and won a championship with LeBron, obviously got some guys that, that have some um, I just think they're just too young Donovan Mitchell still too much of a chucker to me uh, I mean I, I do like some of these the young guys they have though with Mobley and and uh, Darius uh, Garland but I, I, I don't trust coming off the bench um, I mean Okoro I don't trust Karis Levert though he just kind of the, the, the offense becomes stagnant when he has to be he becomes a one-on-one player and they're just not there yet they haven't you know, they're still really wet behind the ears, and uh, they're still too green to actually make a serious run. I could see them possibly winning a series, but that's it. I don't see them going any further than that. All right, so Spencer Dinwiddie back with Brooklyn. Uh, you know, he's there. Mikhail Bridges, Cameron Johnson. I mean, Bridges and Johnson were having pretty good years. Both those guys are solid players. You said, you know, you don't see the Nets, but you know what? I Dorian Finney-Smith, I mean, they – they bolster that lineup quickly with four guys coming over. I, I know it, it looks different. Uh, what happens with Ben Simmons? Because I just don't know if he's, you know, you, you're thinking he's part of that, that deal there with Kyrie and uh, KD, but now Simmons is there and not the best shooter, 
But you still have Joe Harris, uh, Royce O'Neal. I mean, there are some players over there for Brooklyn. I, I think this Nets team is a sleeper. Yeah, they could be a sleeper. Uh, they don't have a lot of leadership uh, guys that have been there, you know, a long time. Not a lot of vets on that roster. <clears throat> Maybe Joe Harris. That's about really it. Or uh, Royce O'Neal's had some time. A little bit of Seth Curry, but I mean, he's still, you know, there's not a lot of guys over 26 on that team. But um, I think, um, you know, not just because I have a better jump shot than Ben Simmons, which isn't saying much, but I think he's out the league uh, next year. Uh, honestly, I don't, there's no trade value for him. Uh, he's not, you know, he, he, he's not, it, it, you can't compare him to like a Marco Fultz, who, who they said Fultz wouldn't even make it uh, after he kind of became a bust a little bit. I really think Ben Simmons is going to turn into, uh, I can't even remember his name, the guy UNLV, number one pick from UNLV. Um, I, I, I can't remember his name. But he's oh, yeah, Cleveland grabbed I know, is that crazy? <laughs> My God. Uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Hoke will remember for us. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I, I do. I remember that. That was crazy. Yeah. This, uh, uh, we were all blindsided by that one, but, yep. uh, and, and that's who he's becoming. He's turning more into that than turning into Marco Fultz, who's turned his career around. He learned how to fix his jump shot, which he, he kind of lost at leaving Washington. Um, and now he's, you know, he's back on track playing a great big role with Orlando. And he, he knows that he can, he can, he can get back into, leading a team and being in a starting lineup again because he was falling down the same road that Ben Simmons is on right now, but he was able to turn it around. I don't see Ben Simmons having the mental uh, uh, personal fortitude to, you know, turn it around and be like that, and he's going to end up like this, like Bennett, Anthony Bennett, that's his name. There you go. Yeah, no, Mark Hoke just whispered in my ear to let me know it was Anthony Bennett back. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> Toronto kid, I remember. Yeah, I knew he was a Canadian kid, and uh, – yeah, I just remember that, and boy, whatever happened. I mean, you talk about being a bust. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, and that's where I see that's that's the road I see Ben Simmons going down right now, and he got paid already. So he's you know, once you get that much money, it's like ah, you know, who cares? You, you turn into you turn into Johnny Manziel more than turning into actually caring to, you know, actually being what you were supposed to be being drafted that high. Yeah, I think he's going to just bail back to Australia sooner or later. And uh, just say, you know what? Let me just start a family here. I made all my money. I uh, I took the states for some money. Look, he showed some some flashes there at times with Philly, but yeah, it is kind of a shame that he didn't pan out the way that we all thought he may when he was coming over here to join the association. Well, on the west side of things, you know, in the Western Conference, when KD's back, how good will this Phoenix Suns team be? Are they the team to beat in the West? I mean, can I mean we know Chris Paul is up there in the two. We know you know between KD and Devin Booker, you're going to have two of the best shooters in the league on one team. DeAndre Ayton's going to clean stuff up inside. Uh, again, they'll, they'll miss Cam Johnson. They'll uh, you know they'll miss a couple of the players that they dealt. But what about this Phoenix Suns team? I mean, you still got uh, Chris Paul, who's who's probably more hungry than anybody else to win a title. You got leadership. You got uh, you got all the components. Um, <clears throat> you picked up T.J. Warren, who's still very talented. He's one of the most quiet. You know, nobody talks about him. Uh, you got a hell of a starting lineup out there that you're going to be throwing out there every night. I don't know about the bench. Um, I think the bench is going to be a little weak, but as long as you have a couple of those guys out there, but I think everybody's going to be gunning for you. You almost have to make them the favorite to win in the West now because of all that firepower. Um, I. I I really liked the trade for Kyrie Irving just because it's a contract year and, you know, he's going to play because he's going to play because he cares now for the money. 
and you're putting him in a spot where Jalen Brunson was last year, where you know Luca didn't have to dominate the ball and get double teamed and try to find a shooter. Last year, Jalen Brunson actually had the ball more, even though he came off the bench in fourth quarter play. Brunson was running the offense more, and it, it set up Luca for whatever he wanted to do. So now you're putting a guy like Kyrie, who's better than Jalen Brunson, obviously at running at running the point guard position, better handles, better shot. Um, he's he's been there, won championships. You're putting him in a in a, in a lineup with Luca and a bunch of guys that can kind of shoot still. They're, they're not great shooters. I mean, losing they lost some good shooters in Dinwiddie and, and Dorian Finney-Smith, but you still got guys out there that all they have to do is sit out there like the Grinch in the corner and wait till they double team Luca or Kyrie <laughs> and hit and hit a wide open three. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's I mean, it. so I I really like that trade for Kyrie, and then the next day they got you know. KD went to Phoenix, and I'm like, oh, well, I mean, I went from thinking Dallas could, could sneak out of the West to I don't even think anyone's going to have a chance to sniff. Um, I mean, unless John Moran goes crazy or if Nikola Jokic keeps this MVP pace up. Yeah, because, uh, Jay, well, you got Josh Green and Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell, uh, Reggie Bullock is there, Justin Holiday, Christian Wood, the uh, former UNLV player as well, a little bit banged up right now. But, yeah, that Mavericks team, they will be dangerous. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. It's a shame that they couldn't close out the game where Kyrie put up 27 in the fourth quarter the other night. They were uh, both trying to get each other the ball. No, you take it. No, I'll take it. No, you take it. No, I'll take it. And then nobody. And then Kyrie, Kyrie kind of uh, loses it. Basically, it was in between passing or, or going to the rack, whatever he was going to do. But uh, that was a tough one for Dallas. But I, I see the uh, the potential with those two guys. Uh, you know, making Dallas a, a player, no doubt about it. Uh, real quick, a couple teams that are struggling just to get in, and we know how banged up Golden State is without Steph, and and uh, that, that that whole team just you know been banged up. Wiggins banged up as well. Uh, what about Golden State, and what about the Lakers? Uh, LeBron James, of course, now the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, is back in the lineup tonight. They've got some work to do just to get inside the top ten. And Golden State, you know, again, they're going to have to. Uh, fight tooth and nail just to get into that top 10 until uh, they're going to have to tread water until Curry gets back. Yeah, and that's the problem with Golden State. I mean, Wiggins is back now. He put up, put up big numbers last night. But uh, without Curry, I can't see them getting above that Mendoza line of making the play-in game. Klay uh, Thompson can only do so much. Draymond Green can only do so much. I like what the young guys are doing in Kaminga and uh, you know DiVincenzo in that lineup filling out, but they're not going to be able to compete in this wet. The West is stacked all the way through. Uh, we didn't even talk about the Kings, who are third in the West, but you know everyone's just waiting for them to fall back to, to where they're supposed to be. The Clippers are going to be coming out of nowhere. They're going to be playing. Uh, they're playing a lot better now, especially that they're almost all healthy. They have one of the deepest benches in the NBA. New Orleans is hard to really you know predict what they're going to do. Same with Minnesota. But back to the Lakers. I mean, the third worst team in the West. You would you would never guess they're, the way they're playing tonight. They're blowing out uh, the Pelicans, but. You always got to say if, if if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, which is uh, you know a very hard thing to do for him in the last few years, and LeBron James can play at a high level, you can't count them out. I do like the additions they made to the team. It's, it was some quiet moves. I liked Hachimura and Vanderbilt is a is a player too. Nobody talks about, but this team's a little better than uh, people think. I, I like getting rid of Beverly and some of the drama. And Westbrook, obviously. So you can't really say they're out of it yet. I'll give them a, about a month or so after the after the All Star break, and then by then we'll know if they're really going to be contenders or pretenders. 
All right, so I'll, I'll let you go. But uh, Sacramento, I like De'Aaron Fox, and, and getting Herter from uh, Atlanta was a good move, Harrison Barnes. And, of course, my guy Keegan Murray over there that played with Fran McCaffrey and, and love what Sabonis is doing. I mean, he's a consistent player night in, night out. So, you know, it's just whether or not they have any depth. But any chance Sac uh, can at least win a playoff series? I have him at 200 to 1 to win it all, and I have him at 100 to 1 to win the Western Conference. So I hope so. But they do have the best crowd in in the NBA, in my opinion. When that's when that uh, arena is rocking, um, they, they go crazy. Uh, I, I I love the starting lineup that they have. Like you said, the bench is a little bit you know kind of empty. Um, but Sabonis and Fox are really good one two there, and then you got the white boy Red Velvet uh, Huerta, Huerta, whatever you, I can't say his name. Yeah, but Kevin Huerta. Yeah, they, Atlanta misses him big time. Yeah. Oh man, when he's on fire, he's hitting threes. He's one of the coldest white boys out there. I, I haven't seen a guy this 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 nice. He's so confident with his shot, and when he's feeling it, you know, you you have him that he can create on his own one because you can't you know leave Fox on his own because he's one of the. I mean, Fox is insane when he's into the. He's kind of like a Jalen Brunson the way he gets to the basket and just floats the ball up there. Uh, these insane fadeaways from tough angles that look like low IQ shots, but they always go in um, when they're playing at, at a, a high level, especially the starting lineup. You know they're a good. I mean they're a really good team. That's why I took them at the value they were at the time. Now they're down to like thirty to one, forty to one. It's still third in the West, but I expect them to probably drop fifth or sixth. The other guys will start coming from the back. These other teams, but you can't count them out. Like I said, they have the best to me, the best home crowd uh, in that arena. They go crazy. Yeah, they love it, and uh, I appreciate you, Noah Parker, a.k.a. Crooklyn Baller. Follow him on Twitter that way, and, of course, I'll get him in Steiner's Pub. One of these Wednesdays, he'll come in and have a steak or two. Uh, I can always count on Parker to jack the bill up, but you know what? I enjoy hanging out with you, buddy. God bless. Uh, recover uh, with your little hair of the dog, and hope you had a, a great time last night, and look forward to seeing you in person real soon, but always appreciate you here at SportsX Radio, bud. Hey, man, can't wait. Thanks again for having me on. You have a great night. Great stuff. Noah Parker, the Crooklyn Baller. Take a break. Come back. Keep things rolling. Get you caught up on the Rich Badge and Finley Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Going to get you some college basketball plays as well. Check in with our producer, Mark Hoke. He's got a big show coming up on Sunday. You like professional wrestling. You'll love the Mark Hoke show. Also going to uh, tape an interview tomorrow. Don't forget the Daytona 500 coming up. And that'll be this Sunday. And that will air live in its entirety on our sister station, 1140 The Bet. KT Live, Steiner's Pub, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, KDWN, streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it now. Live from Vegas, you're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back. Let me see you just bounce it with me, just bounce with me, just bounce it with me. Come on, let me see you just slide with me, just slide with me, just slide with me. Come on, let me see you take a walk with me, just walk it with me, take a walk with me. Come on, let me get that work. Now freeze. Ah, uh, yeah, a little Men in Black, little Will Smith coming back. I'm waiting for Dana White to recruit Will Smith for that slapping deal that he's got going on. That'd be great. That'd be just, I mean, come on. That'd be just, that'd be, that'd be some good stuff, man. That'd be uh, right up my alley. It'd be uh, must-see TV as well, far as KT's concerned. Yeah, it's, Ken, it's funny you brought that up because people don't realize where that came from. That wasn't a Dana White original. They've been having competitions in Eastern Europe and Russia with that slap fighting for years. I was I've seen that a bunch of times on video and uh, on YouTube and 
Yeah, so that's that's nothing that's, new, but it's that's insane though, oh, man. I mean, because you like your teeth. I mean, I value my teeth as I get older. Like, <laughs> remember when we're kids and we're like, you know, little league baseball, and you're you're chewing on those those big buddies, and then the double bubble and all that stuff. Like right now, if I put like or the old bazooka, and if I put like you know two or three pieces of that gum in my mouth right now, like two or three of my teeth would be like inside the gum by the time I was done chewing it. I mean, so <laughs> you you value your teeth as you get older, and you know. My wife's like, she's never even had a freaking cavity. But when I went to the dentist, Mark, it would be like double cavities, this and that. And I hated it because my sisters were all like, oh, yeah, no, no cavities, little this and that. And then then you'd hear like, all right, uh, yeah, KT Jr., he's got uh, three double cavities. And, and of course, it's continued into my adulthood, a couple of root canals here and there and, and is what it is. But, you know, I value my teeth now. So... I do floss now occasionally. You know, I mean, I, not, not every night. I mean, I, I try, but I always hit the, hit the mouthwash, use the electric toothbrush, which takes pressure off me from having to go in the little round circle and whatnot. Uh, but that's, you know, that's uh, just one of the things you do. I can never imagine being in one of those slapping deals to where someone just winds up and slaps you like that to where, you know, two of your teeth can come flying out of your mouth. Well, they have rules on that, too, and like exactly where you can contact Okay. So if you kind of go too far back or too far to the front, they rule it an illegal slap, and then the other guy gets a chance to to nail you. So it, it's it's interesting. I, I I was a little surprised when I saw it was coming out, but like I said, I've seen some. Did you ever do massive it? Did you, ever, did you? No. Did you ever? No. no I know because remember, like when, when we're in, in high school, I remember well, you, you know knuckles. that we did the yeah the, the, the knuckles, knuckles and also. Yes, and and also the the slapping, like where you have your hands behind the back, and the guy would have his two hands pressed to each other in front of him, and then you can you know turn around and, and you couldn't move, the guy couldn't move. Now if he moved before the guy came around with the slap on his hands, then of course then he got the free slap. And I, I'll tell you what, that's I, then another there was rule the, too. Oh my gosh, my, my my great uncle was like that, like he had to where you had your hand on top of his hands, his hands were underneath, and then he. would He'd slap you and stuff. And I mean, like, you're so worried about the one hand. All of a sudden, he come with the crossover and hit you on the hand. That hand didn't even move. And it's just, I mean, you wanted to quit after a few minutes. Uh, but you learned your lesson. That's how you gain your wisdom in games like that. Yeah, and, and it's really fascinating. If, I would recommend, and I, can't, and, and I wish I didn't know we were going to talk about it because I would have looked the guy up. But there was, a, right. there was an American that was putting up all these videos uh, and just these massive massive dudes i mean were were doing this slap fighting and you felt like it was like ivan drago on really super steroided up you know these bear guys just killing i mean and they you know and then they some of the americans would go over and do it and yeah it's it's pretty interesting stuff uh, you know i know a lot of people are worried well, you about got the wrestling back yeah, yeah, you got the wrestling background, and of course, you enjoy the professional wrestling. What's coming up on this show? By the way, uh, shout out over to the Palazzo and our good pal Chris Wynn, who's a happy camper because his Red Wings took care of business against Edmonton five to four, which helped Chicago Bill get the grand salami that he played in memory of his wife Joanne, who uh, recently passed away. But uh, that five four game, the Rangers are up six four on Vancouver. There's only twenty seconds left there in Buffalo, six three up on Anaheim. That negated that one nothing overtime win by Arizona, uh, Tampa Bay. Of course, the Grand Salami, the total of all goals. You can go over or under that grand total there. And as long as the games are all played in the night that they're scheduled, uh, that's what it is. So 
Chicago Bill hitting that in memory of Joanne. Uh, but you're a guy that, you know, the wrestling uh, side of things, you know, you, you enjoy all those uh, physical contact sports. I mean, I came in, and there you were in the studio, you know, uh, during some downtime taking in Penn State and the Iowa wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're a big-time wrestler. You wrestled high school. You enjoy it. I would say it was big-time, but no, I wasn't even close to big-time. But I, but I enjoyed it. We were, yeah, we, we were in one of the better areas in the, in the state, so. Yeah. yeah, I saw a lot of pretty good guys. Pretty good yeah, guys. No, da- no doubt about it. I mean, it's it's fun. And as a basketball player, I had a couple buddies that were, you know, really good wrestlers in Jersey. And I, I used to love going to, you know, the matches. But I really enjoyed when my buddy was in a, in some tournament. And, and I'd go, and it was like an all-day thing. And I knew he'd have a chance to at least place. And, you know, you'd have like, you know, 12, 14, 16 teams from around the area or whatever, and sometimes even more. And just a lot of fun to watch when the schools, you know, there's that many of the schools and, and just like the uh, the testosterone, the macho-ness like going on there. And I just felt good because I knew I was with somebody that was representing our school that everybody from the opposing schools knew about, like they knew and respected him. Uh, still wanted to beat him, but still respected him. And so it is kind of neat that way. And I'm sure you had the same uh, deal going on over there in Pennsylvania. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, one of the guy that I was behind for a couple of years finished second in states, and yeah, we we had a pretty rich tradition in my high school, so it was it was a lot of fun. But yeah, as, right. as for the pro stuff, by the way, Ken, I'm waiting to get final clearance. But you and I are might be giving away some stuff on our shows, and you may get a chance uh, at the beginning of March to meet one of the all time greats. But I can't say it until I get everything. I got one last detail to nail down. But You'll pull it off. I well, have no, no, it's, doubt. no, no, it's done. It's done. It's got to get through legal here okay. at the station because we have procedures we have to follow on giveaways. But keep your dials tuned in, guys, because there's something really cool coming up. We're doing. Yeah, and remember, one hundred one point five FM at the end of the month. So it's a seven twenty on the AM side. It'll go through February, but then 101.5 FM is great signal, and again, streaming live on the Odyssey app. Uh, Mark, of course, archives his shows as well. I do as well. Follow at Mark Hoke Show, H-O-K-E is how you spell Hoke, at Mark Hoke Show on Twitter, and at Ken Thompson 87, no P in Thompson, at Ken Thompson 87, at SportsX Radio. You can follow me both ways, and the archive shows are put up, and then, you know, stream live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and uh, really enjoy the transition. And, of course, Wednesday night's KT Live at Steiner's Pub, where I am right now. Let me update the only two college games going. 30-29, to 29, Washington, a one-point lead at home in Seattle against Oregon. Remember, five-and-a-half-point dogs. I liked Washington in that game. I uh, didn't pull the trigger, but I, I, I thought it was a, a good spot for them at home. San Diego State's now up four at Fresno State midway through the second half. 33-29, low-scoring game. Irvine did finish off Santa Barbara 70-59 to 59, uh, as two-and-a-half-point road dogs. They avenge a loss earlier in the season at the Bren Center. And uh, let me just uh, kind of update this here. The uh, final game in the NBA, Lakers have put away the Pelicans 120-102. to That is the final. So the Lakers cover the game does stay under and gave you all the other NBA scores earlier, although some were not final. The Nuggets did uh, finish off the Mavs 118-109. They cover the sixth game. Uh, stays under the 229. Hits 227. Thunder roll big time. Gilgis Alexander, another big game. Had 29 points leading the way for OKC 133-96. 
They uh, roll over the Rockets of Houston. Grizzlies hold on. Told you beat the Jazz 117-111. Game stays under the total. But the uh, Grizz get the W. Knicks wire-to-wire in Atlanta, 122-101. Celtics, 127-109. They get the win in Beantown. Game gets over as they knock off the Pistons by 18. Nets beat the Heat by 11. They were actually... Uh, two-point favorites at home in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Game also getting over the total, 210 and a half. It's 221. Hornets 120 to 110. off San Antonio at home in Charlotte. Minus five. They cover that win it by 10. And the game stays under the 243 and a half. Pacers 117-113. They beat the Bulls. The game goes over by two and a half points. And the Pacers cover the three by a point. Win it by four. And then the Sixers at home favored one and a half over the Cavs. Beat them 118 to 112. And the game goes over the 217. Move on down to college basketball. Florida. Uh, good effort. Early game there in Gainesville. They beat up on Kermit Davidson Ole Miss, 79-64. Gators were minus 10.5, get the win and the cover, and the game gets over the 138.5. Western Carolina at home. Depends when you played this game. Opened at 2.5, dropped down to 1.5 some places, but stayed at 2 most places and closed there. They win it by 2, 68-66 against East Tennessee State. Total was 140.5. That game stays under, finishes at 134. 68-66, Western Carolina, the Catamounts, get the job done against the Buccaneers of East Tennessee State. Duquesne playing good, solid ball, and they cool off St. Joe's. St. Joe's has been playing pretty well, cooled off a little bit of late, uh, but the Hawks were you know, really a tough out about three weeks ago. Uh, Duquesne, very consistent this year. They were minus seven in this game at home. They win it by 14, 76-62. Game stays under the 149.5. George Mason avenges a loss against George Washington. Patriots had lost on their home court to the Colonials earlier in the year. They turn the trick on George Washington and win it 66-53 in a game that stays well under the total. And here's the shocker of the night. As 16-point underdogs, the Citadel, Wire-to-wire against Furman. Cool off the Paladins. Paladins have been playing great ball. They never really had the lead in this game. The Citadel pretty much wire-to-wire in this one. Uh, A couple times Furman, you know, a couple-point lead. Citadel go back and forth, but then the Citadel wins it by four. 69-65 as 16-point underdogs. Game stays well under that 150-and-a-half. 68-62, I told you last night I like the way LaSalle has been playing. Explorers at home beat the Richmond Spiders who were one-point road favorites. 68-62, game stays under the 137.5. This Richmond team, just nothing like they've been in years past. Uh, Mooney, of course, the coach there, uh, former Princeton player, but just not playing well, the Spiders, this year. And LaSalle, a nice effort by the Explorers in Philly. 94-54, to I told you last night I liked Clemson at Little John. They just buried Florida State by 40 big ones, minus 9.5, 146.5, which your total game hits 148, so it does go over by a point and a half. St. Bonnie's was trying to avenge a loss at home to Fordham, but Fordham takes care of business. It's a good Fordham Rams team, 21 wins now on the season, 78-63 as they get the Bonnies who fall under 500. Fordham was favored 4.5, and, and St. Bonnie's had a four-point lead early second half, but then Fordham went on a big run and cruise to get the W in a game that goes over the 132.5 game, finishes at 141. And, uh, again, the final, 78-63. Tennessee Chattanooga, no problem with VMI. This game was over early. I think it was 42-17 out of the gate, ends up 78-58. Uh, as the mocks take care of business on the road, minus a 7, win it by 20, game stays under the total. Georgia Tech, nice effort at home, and uh, Pasner's got them playing pretty good ball. And Virginia Tech, what has happened to that squad? They are really struggling. 77-70, to Vatek a 9-point road favorite. 
and Georgia Tech wins it by seven. Game gets over the 141 and a half, hits 147. Virginia had to struggle big time at the Yum Yum Center against Louisville. 61-58, they beat the Cardinals, but they were favored by 16. Tony Bennett's team fortunate to get out of there with the win in a game that stayed under the total. Total was 127 and a half, game hit 119, 61-58, Virginia. I'll get to some more scores when we come back and some games for tomorrow. I'll look at the schedule, get things rolling, and uh, leave you with some plays. SportsX Radio, Ken Thompson, live at Steiner's Pub, inviting you not only to uh, frequent this location, 1750 North Buffalo, but the other two in the Vegas Valley, the original, now in their 25th year, 8410 West Cheyenne and 8168 Las Vegas Boulevard South right there at Windmill. All three 24-hour locations. You've got your gaming. You've got your spirits. You've got great food, 24-hour kitchen. Doesn't get much better than this. Hashtag I love this place. I do. And I'll be right back live at Steiner's. You're listening to SportsX Radio 101.5 FM, KDWN, streaming live on the Odyssey app. You're riding high in April, shot down in May, but I know I'm going to change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life, that's life. and as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks. Stomping on a dream But I don't let it Let it get me down Cause this fine old world It keeps spinning around Oh, yeah, there it is, a little Frank Sinatra, my dad, on Sunday mornings. Forget it, he got the turntable out, and it was dad's time, all of dad's music. And, of course, growing up in Jersey, dad was uh, he was a New York guy, but he loved Sinatra. So that was one of the ones that uh, KT took in on the weekends. And uh, a wide array. Dad had a, a pretty wide array of music that he listened to. Loved the big band stuff, loved the Benny Goodman and... Uh, yeah, and a lot of the, uh, Ray Charles was a big Ray Charles fan. Uh, boy, just trying to think of, he liked a, a lot of the stuff like Camelot, Man of La Mancha, stuff like that, like from the, the old musicals and whatnot, and those would play. And, uh, you know, enlightened. He loved Edith Piaf, French singer as well. And so I was enlightened to some great music uh, growing up. Mark Hoke's been in the hits here on a Wednesday night. KT Live at Steiner's Pub finishing up in the uh, Champions League. A couple games today. Uh, still in the first round of the knockout stage, they play home and home. Borussia Dortmund took care of business against Chelsea 1-0. Adeyemi uh, got the only goal in the 63rd minute, and then Benfica took care of business with two goals in the second half, beat Club Brugge. And so those were the first legs of those uh, Champions League knockout stage matches. There was an EPL game today as well, English Premier League, and two of the better teams, Manchester City, beat Arsenal 3-1. to one. Game was tied at 1. Uh, they've been uh, Holland, Grealish, and De Bruyne scoring for Man City and uh, taking care of business there. So Man City, uh, you know, they're being uh, investigated as far as, you know, going over their salary cap, all that stuff, and, and uh, whatever. They'll see how that stuff works out. Yeah, but I do enjoy the Champions League. Anybody that... You know, plays any sport at a really high level, and that's why I love the club soccer when they're playing each other. But so much money. We talk about the NFL and you know Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and the salaries there. They've got the same thing going on worldwide as far as with these club teams all around the world. Back to the uh, Richie Badge and Finley Toyota out of town scoreboard as far as uh, on the college hardwood. 
Let me see. I'm trying to even remember where I left off. I think it was Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech. Uh, no, then I, I got Virginia and Louisville. Virginia struggling at the MM Center, 61-58, beat Louisville. IUPUI, give them credit. They got blown out their last few games, but they went into uh, Oakland, Michigan, and hung with the Golden Grizzlies. They were 14.5-point dogs. They only lost the game by 4, 85-81, in a game that flew over the 143.5. Virginia Commonwealth, in a very low-scoring game, get a one-point win. In a game they trailed mostly throughout against Rhode Island, 55-54 Rams get the win against the Rams, right? Battle of the Rams there. VCU gets the W by a point, laying 8.5. They do not cover. Game stays well under the 134.5. Did give you Tennessee last night. Thought it was an all-or-nothing game for Rick Barnes and the Vols because they've been struggling of late. And, of course, Alabama faulting up to that number one spot. Nate Oates with the new six-year contract extension. Didn't pan out well in Knoxville tonight. Tennessee 68-59 gets the win. Game stays well under the total. Tennessee, you know, grinded it out to get that nine-point win and the cover down the stretch. Wofford nips Mercer 70-67, minus 2.5. They win it by three. Game stays right there at the total. Total was 137. Game hits 137, 70-67 the final. Terriers get the win against the Bears. Xavier, very impressive, but they fall short at the end against Marquette, 69-68. Marquette with the W. They were minus 7, didn't come close to covering. A lot of people lost money on that game. Total was 160, very low-scoring game. Sean Miller doing a nice job there with Xavier. And when you look at those teams in the Big East, and again, Villanova, you know, just getting more back a little bit ago, but it's really the four teams. We saw, you know, a double OT game last night. Uh, you know, with Creighton and Providence, those two, and then Xavier and Marquette. I think those four teams, there's going to be a lot of fun in that Big East tournament. And you always end up with an upset. There's some dangerous teams. I mean, on occasion, DePaul or St. John's, these teams can step up and bite you. Villanova, of course. Uh, but uh, Xavier Marquette, a good one there in Milwaukee, 69-68. Marquette gets a W. East Carolina avenges an earlier loss at Cincinnati where they got blown out. Now, they didn't play on Saturday. They were supposed to play Tulane on Saturday, but if you missed it, uh, ECU, East Carolina, play-by-play voice Jeff Charles, 70 years old, died suddenly on Friday night in New Orleans, so they canceled the game on Saturday. They'll make it up, but here's a guy that 30 years there uh, with East Carolina sports uh, calling a ton of bowl games and over 1,000 basketball games. He also called games for Vodtech, Illinois, and uh, Furman. Uh, But Jeff Charles, 70 years old, our prayers for his family. And ECU came out and dedicated that game tonight. At nine-and-a-half-point dogs, they win it by four. 75-71 game gets over the total. Minnesota-Michigan State talked about this last night because of the shooting on campus. That game has been pushed back over there in East Lansing. Sanford beat NC Greensboro, swept NC Greensboro. Sanford moves into first place there in that uh, in that conference, and, uh, you know, these are two good teams. NC Greensboro led this game midway through the second half, but Sanford put on a run and get the win 83-71. 80, game flies over the total. Stephen F. Austin wins by five over Tarleton State. Do not cover the six-and-a-half. Game stays under the total, but they win at 65-60. Uh, Sam Houston State minus 12. They win it by 10, so Arlington gets the money, but Sam Houston State gets the win. Uh, total was 125. Game still stays under. Hits 122-66-56. Sam Houston with the win against Arlington. Belmont wire-to-wire just crushed the Purple Aces of Evansville, 95-63, minus the 18. They get the win and the cover. Uh, Murray State, 76-75. They nip Illinois State. They were one-point dogs. They win it by one. Game gets over the total. Indiana State, they crush Illinois-Chicago on the road by 1979-60. Game stays under the total. They cover the 11.5. Bradley covers by a half point or may have pushed it. They win it by 10. They were laying 10, closing number at the Westgate Superbook. 64-54. Game gets over by a half a point. Meanwhile, 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry, stays under. That game did stay under by 9.5 or 10.5 points. Sorry about that. Uh, South Florida, 96-69, beat Tulsa. Easy win and a cover. Game flies over the total. Mississippi State, we talked about it, lost at home to Kentucky. Cows boys get the win in the game that gets over the total. Mississippi State was minus 3.5, and, a half, and uh, that ends up with Kentucky winning it. Drake, uh, an 8-point win against Northern Iowa. They closed strong. The Bulldogs did. They were minus 6. They get the win. Cover game goes over the total. Northwestern talked about the wild finish. They get the win against Indiana. Led that game wire to wire, but then Indiana stole a pass, tied it. But uh, Boo Booey gets the winning little floater with 2.7 seconds to go. Uh, 64-62, Northwestern with the win. The game stays under the total. A&M did beat Arkansas 62-56, cover the four. Game stays under. Grand Canyon loses at home to UT Rio Grand Valley as 12-point favorite. 77-76, game gets uh, over the total. UC Davis 73-62 beat Northridge, win uh, and a... Uh, do not cover. They were laying 11.5. They win it by 11. Iowa State wins it by 11 as well, 70-59 to 59 against TCU, so they cover the six. Game stays under the total. St. Louis beat Davidson by 13. Win cover. Game stays under. Boise State 80-78. to 78. They get the win. Do not cover, and the game goes over the total. Fullerton beat UC San Diego by three, laying three and a half. Do not cover. Bakersfield by eight over Cal Poly. Uh, they were two and a half point dogs, so they get the win in the cover. Cal Baptist, we told you, by 21. And update the two games going right now, 48-42. Oregon by six. 12.31 to go in Seattle. They lead Washington. Tied at 43 with 2.03 left in regulation. It is San Diego State at Fresno State. Tomorrow night, KT, uh, looking at Maryland. I'm going to take Maryland plus the point and a half against Purdue at home. I think Boilermakers will lose another one. I'll take Marshall to avenge a loss against Georgia Southern. Lay the 12 and a half there. Same thing with Youngstown State. They're playing Milwaukee. I like them to avenge a loss earlier. That's a good Penguins team. Uh, South Alabama also. They're a one-point dog at home against Southern Miss. Southern Miss, one of the better teams, but South Alabama's playing pretty good ball right now. I'll take them. I'll go the other way uh, and uh, from Mark Lawrence, and I'll lay the seven with Memphis against UCF to avenge that double OT loss. I like Arizona minus the 10 at home at the McHale Center to avenge a blowout loss in Utah. I'll take UTEP plus five and a half. They got beat by UAB in double overtime. I think they hang with the Blazers again, and uh, that is it as far as the college basketball for KT for tomorrow. That'll do it for me live at Steiner's Pub, folks. Appreciate you. Appreciate Mark Hoke. Appreciate my guests, Noah Parker and Mark Lawrence. Till tomorrow on a throwback Thursday when Andy Isco joins me. You know the rules. No drinking and driving. No texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Steiner's, I'm Ken Thompson. I've enjoyed it. Have a great evening. Talk to you tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.